Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome aboard once again. I'm Mike Kapler. Joel Berizaki is with me, and you're listening to Growing in Grace. It's always good to get together every week and uh, take some informal time together and hopefully grow just a little bit more in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and hopefully gain a little better understanding of the the truth of his word so that we can uh, walk in freedom and and hopefully be an example to others. And, you know, Joel, one thing that we were talking about last week was how can we communicate the gospel effectively? Well, one thing's for sure. For for example, it's hard hard for us to communicate or to uh, express the unconditional love of God, if we haven't experienced that from Him ourselves. That's the truth, yeah. We need to experience that, and and, and it, it is, it's true. If, if you're trying to share something from your heart, it's got to be in your heart in the first place. And and so one thing that we're, you and I, Mike, we're trying to communicate is is who we are in Christ, our identity in Christ, and reminding ourselves and re-reminding ourselves about the uh, the free gift of God's righteousness that he's given us and, and our, our identity that is solid, that is true, uh, that that nothing can ever take away from. You know, we, our, our identity is, is solid. And, and when we want to share this message with other people, it's, it's taking what we know, what we understand about our identity in Christ and simply sharing that with other people. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, one thing that we were talking about, one thing that I had said was that before I knew my identity in Christ, when I had come, I had become a Christian. I had trusted in the free gift of of, of salvation, uh, but yet I had come into it with this idea that now I got to start working. I got to start doing all these things uh, to please God uh, of my own efforts in order to, to please Him and maintain this salvation. And so that's what I would share with other people. Yes, you can come to Christ. Uh, uh, by His grace, but now uh, if you if you come to Christ, then you know, then make sure you got your working boots on because you know, you know He's going to have you do some stuff. Uh, totally works based salvation when it comes down to it. But as time went on and, and I became more uh, solid in in who I am in Christ, when my understanding uh, changed, uh, so that I understood that. Not just salvation, but the whole thing, every day, daily living in Christ, is a free gift. It's God working in and through me. Then I was able to start sharing the gospel with other people in a, in a completely different way. And, and I'm sure it's the same with you, Mike. Well, years ago, I had some friends of mine from church, just a few of us. Um, one guy in particular, we would go out together, but sometimes we'd go out in pairs, and there would be a few others, too. We'd just go out to where all the young people would hang out. We called it the Strip. <laughs> where we lived, it's not Vegas, believe me, but it's where a lot of young people would kind of congregate or hang out along the side of the road where kids did a lot of cruising out on the street and so forth. And we'd go out, and we'd just go right up to people and start sharing the gospel with them right there on the street. And many times we would, you know, uh, lead them uh, in prayer uh, to make a profession of faith in Christ. And, and it was really exciting. But I remember somebody asking me from church one time, he said, so when you when you lead these kids to Christ, are you uh, bringing them to church with you the next week? Well, I think we did have that happen on occasion, but most of the time they didn't never, you know, they didn't really know us that well. And, and we did give them information, uh, what church we went to and that sort of thing. But... 
not too many people were willing and ready to give out their phone number and address for us to pick them up the next morning for church. Mm-hmm. And so this person made a statement that I never forgot. And he said, you know, it would be better if you never went out and shared the gospel with them than to lead them to Christ and then let them go their own way. Wow. You know, it's like taking a baby and just abandoning it. He said they'd be better off not knowing. And I, I just, that always, even though I didn't have much knowledge about God's grace at that time, Joel, it, it always sat wrong with me. And But that's that's what religion will do when you don't understand your identity. We take on all the responsibility ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that just messes up everything else. And so that's why we're talking about identity. Uh, we've been talking about it. We will continue to here for a while because... Uh, we've said this before, one one uh, one guy that uh, you and I both like to read or listen to, Joel, uh, James B. Richards, he said that the battle of identity uh, is a lifelong battle, but it's one of the most important ones that you're ever going to fight. Because it, it, all the other battles that you'll be um, waging in this life revolve around this one. And so it's so important to understand who we are in Christ, it will... So much more effectively uh, help you when it comes to not only your own personal life, but I think it will also help you when it comes to, to sharing the good news with others. And so we were talking uh, a couple of weeks ago, Joel, about uh, how Adam and Eve had uh, had their identity challenged when the serpent came along, and it was really on the basis of not understanding their identity that they fell. They, yeah, because they had been created. In God's image, God said, let us create man in our own image. And, and so he did that. <laughs> he created Adam and Eve in, in his own image. And they, they, were, they had everything they needed. They, they were like God in every way. I mean, one difference is that they didn't know good and evil. And so you got the two trees there, the tree of life, which uh, we've, we talked about as representing Jesus. And they had the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, don't eat from that tree. Uh, they fell for the serpent's deceit. I'm just kind of going through a little bit of what we talked about. The serpent said, "You know what? You know, you won't. Uh, it, God, what God's telling you, that's not quite true. Because you know, if you eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're gonna be like God." Um, and so they fell for this deceit because the truth is, God had already created them in His image. They were, they were already like God, and and so uh, they went ahead and and. The, the serpent had challenged the true identity that God had given them, and they fell for the deceit. And and so because of that, they went and they hid. They became afraid of God. Um, the era of works was entered into because man began to determine good and evil on the basis of performance. And we talked about how... Uh, how God even made the first sacrifice by covering their sins with animal skins. So man died spiritually, and and then I think that's where we left off a couple weeks back. And all of us, because Adam was the first man, all of us trace our roots right on back to Adam. Uh, so we were born with this spiritual past, so to speak. We were born in Adam dead to God, because Adam had died to God. Spiritually speaking, he had been created in his image, but because of that that fall, Adam disobeying God, his body didn't die, his soul didn't die, but his spirit did die. And so, because we all are descended from Adam, when Adam sinned, we also died spiritually. You know, the reason that 
we're sinners, the, the reason that people are sinners, it's not because of the bad behavior that people do. It's because they were born in Adam. All of us are born in Adam's family, so we're all sinners. We're all sinners by birth. Uh, we're born spiritually dead, so to speak. Yeah, that's an important thing to remember, because when, when most people hear the word sinner, they think of people who do bad things. But like you were saying, Joel, we're, we're the, primarily speaking, uh, quite often, especially in Paul's writings, when he's referring to sinners, uh, he's referring to people who were born in Adam, born in Adam's family, uh, sinners by birth, which is why Jesus said, you must be born again. That's a phrase that we hear a lot um, back in John chapter 3. You must be born again, but most of us Christians probably never really stop to think about what that means entirely. Well, we were born in Adam. We were, you know, if if you'd been born the way that you were through your mother and so forth, and and you had never sinned, which of course isn't true, but if, even if you'd never sinned, you still have the problem of being uh, separated from God because you were born into sin, which is why Jesus said you must be born again, spiritually speaking. Yeah, because Adam's sin. Adam's disobedience brought sin into the world. Sin spread uh, to all mankind, and so there's and there's nothing we can do about that. That's in in a sense that's the bad news. Uh, the good news, of course, is that God sent His Son Jesus into the world so that He could remedy what 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 had happened when Adam was disobedient and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But in the meantime, I mean. Man was basically left to his own resources, and man tried and tried and tried over the centuries. I mean, uh, people have tried to get right with God by what they do. It's probably a natural inclination because we want to be right with God. Deep inside us, there's something in there that wants to uh, reach out and, and be right with God. But because of the sin nature that man inherits from Adam... Even our best efforts, even our greatest, uh, even our greatest uh, earnestness to be to be right with God, it's it falls so short because Isaiah and a lot of the Old Testament even said that there really is no one who seeks after God. There's no one righteous, not even one. Uh, so we're left to our own resources. Adam was condemned, and so we're condemned because we're born in Adam. And uh, looking in Romans five. Uh, we won't read the whole thing, but in, in uh, 12, uh, Romans 5, 12 through 19, it's talking about Adam's sin, and it's talking about some of the things we just talked about. Get up to verse 18, and it talks about why we were charged with Adam's sin. It was necessary that we all became sinners through one man's disobedience, and that, of course, was Adam's, so that, and here's the good news, so that by one man's obedience and that's Jesus, many will be made righteous. That's awesome news. That's wonderful, great news, because we were left on our own. There was nothing we could do about it. But in, in our identity, after having been created in the image of God, our identity had suddenly changed because we were now separated from God. We were uh, no longer close to God. Jesus came by his obedience uh, and by us trusting in that, we've become righteous. And our identity has now come back around to being that of a, of a child of God, solidly in his love and in his keeping. 
It's all part of the master plan. That's master with a capital M and a capital P, a master plan, because a lot of people might sit there and say, it's not fair that I was charged with what Adam did wrong. But you see, in order for God to stay true to his word, he charged all with Adam's sin so that he could, uh, even though we were all made sinners through one man's disobedience, all charged with Adam's sin even before you did anything wrong, God could stay true to his word by allowing all of us to be made righteous through one man's righteous act. One man's disobedience brought sin to all. One man's righteous act potentially brings righteousness to all. Uh, at least it's available to all mankind. And, and that's, the, that's part of the master plan. It's a beautiful thing. Doesn't that just blow you away? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's something that we couldn't conceive. <laughs> it's just something we couldn't. Uh, as as wise as man could ever think that he is, and that's one thing that's why the, why the cross is foolishness uh, to to the world. It's it's one reason why the cross is foolishness because it's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair that we were charged with Adam's sin, but it's also not fair that Jesus Christ was charged with our sin. It's not fair that he became sin for us and we became the righteousness of God. None of it's fair. It's foolishness. It is complete and utter foolishness, but it's God's foolishness, and even God's foolishness is wiser than uh, the wisest man. <laughs> well, we've got to wrap it up for this one. I'll let you, uh, you close here tonight, Mike. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy lifestyle to, to listen to little old us. Uh, we enjoy being able to do this on Grace Walk Radio. So we hope you'll tune in next time because we're going to talk about how the identity of Jesus himself was challenged. So we hope you'll join us. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 